podcast for another episode. We are a uh, 1990s podcast. We go through a year of the 90s every single week. We are in our 1991 season. And and whoa, whoa we're halfway there. <laughs> living on a prayer. Uh, that is no. my co-host, Ben. Hello. <laughs> and um, we uh, this episode, we're going to be doing the top 20 albums um, of 1991. The, the best-selling albums according to the ARIA charts of Australia. So Apologies. It's not very good. It's going to be a lot of compilations. <laughs> if you um, were here last year, same thing. It is no like it's no shit. Like at least half of them are in the 1991. I nearly thought like, should we go to the Billboard? But that's come too. Yeah. yeah. I want to keep the Arias because like it's just so weird charting or just the progress of the of the Aria charts is like oh, like we just bought best ofs like all the time, Australians. Also, like. Everyone goes by the Billboard charts. Like everyone knows Billboard charts. Mm. Like that's what you hear on the radio. Billboard, this is but there's so unique. Many, it's like Billboard 100, 200, like alternative hard rock. Like it's, it's there's too many of them. So like this is a, this is the Aria charts. Do you know what Aria stands for? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what does DNA stand for? <laughs> um, so. We'll go from number twenty um, up to number one, as is the the usual way we do these things. And it starts. One of these off. days, we're going to go the other way around. <laughs> we'll start strong and like just peter <laughs> out. Oh. And it starts off with. You play something as if people were going to know it. Hot House Flowers with their album Home. I'd always heard of the name Hot House Flowers. I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Although, I did recognise something. I either recognised it or thought, this song's alright. Ah, oh, it's Hot House Flowers. I like the music. I don't like his voice. It, like, he's got like a deep sort of baritone. And it's not like, I mean, if you're going to go that deep, then I'll just go to my Crash Test Dummies. Thank you very much. Um, what? Who? The Crash Test Dummies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sadly didn't make it. No. Oh, Spoilers. They didn't make it. Oh, strap in, my friend. In a couple of years' time, they will be up there with the rest of them. Doing that. One time mm-hmm. only. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, I, I, I listened to really like. It was this, I, we'd, we'd done a, a bit of a playlist to just go through like all the albums and like, as I said, like, when these, when these songs came on, I'm like, it started off, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then you start singing, like, oh. <laughs> I was actually surprised. So I stupidly... Maybe not stupidly, it had the playlist on shuffle. Yeah. No, no, I did that too. Um, so then, for most of them, it was pretty obvious who they were. Yeah. But quite often, Hot House Flowers, I'd have to check because their songs are quite different. It's like when uh, it had like a midnight oily... Yeah. yeah or and like then it, some songs didn't at all. And it's like, this is, sounds like, like, like a different a band. House and like, amazingly crowded house doesn't spoil it. In I know. Yeah, like anything that got released... You know, even after the midpoint of the Australians year. of 91, what the fuck were you buying? <laughs> we will find out. Um, do you... I once said to a guy at... Um, it wasn't my friend, but it was a group of friends, and I said, like, oh, I like an album where I can shuffle it, and it's like... Ooh. And, like, and, it's the, and like you know, you can put any shuffle on, and I don't mind, like, the, the, the running order. And he's like, that's fucking disgusting. He actually said the word disgusting. He's like... They Rightly make, so. They make that album in, in the way that you're supposed to. I was like, oh, but 
And again, have you ever been in a situation where like all the noise gets sucked out of the room in one fit and everyone focuses on the conversation you're having? Do you know what they do to people in prison who shuffle an album? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, I, I, got ruffles. I disagree. Oh, uh, look, I... I just I think if you get tired of an album and you get to a point where you know it back to front and yeah maybe shuffle it but if you're discovering a band for the first time oh, or if you're new that. to it I'm not I'm not, I'm not a maniac but like <laughs> um sounds like it I just for me also it means like oh sometimes you'll go you'll shuffle it even if it's if it's an album like I haven't heard for a while it means that you're like, you know, getting some of those lesser known ones. Like if you're not going to, sometimes you don't stick around for the all the side, side B. Yeah, because a lot of albums like start out strong. Mm. First three to four songs are solid and then just dive. If anything, it's like I want to get past the singles and I want to go to that, that, the, the, the B sides and stuff like that. So I'm not disgusting. <laughs> it's I, disgusting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel it's like I weird, might be on his side. It's a weird word to be called in that context about... A shuffling an album like I wasn't being lewd or like saying anything I wasn't like doing anything it's like you're disgusting it's a really really harsh thing to say to someone. I don't know I gotta say I'm on board with this guy <laughs> wait was it you <laughs> I hope so I love a Spotify playlist now. I, I was so resistant to Spotify for so long and now like the amount of playlists that I've got in my and you would know because you can see yeah everyone can see them I haven't worked out to make them secret yet um, press yeah. the button that says make secrets <laughs> Um, but yeah, the only thing I don't like is that um, uh, they got that thing. I think a lot of people complain about it's like there's a lot of repetition. Um, so I in think, your shuffle, yeah, or? I think I think if if you get over a certain amount of hours in a shuffle, like you'll get for some reason I don't, I don't know whether everyone gets this. Like I get the same songs being repeated. Like you get a few other ones too, but I'll get the same songs repeated a lot every time I, I start it. I have uh, every time you restart it. Mm. Yeah, see, we had this issue because we used to drive to Melbourne quite often. Yeah. And I would we would specifically make like a 16-hour playlist yeah. to cover the drive there and back. Yeah. And I couldn't close Spotify on my phone. Yeah. Like, I never have apps running in the background ever. Yeah. And I had to keep this running in the background. Otherwise, oh, we're yeah. back to the start. So, yeah, maybe that's just the... <laughs> maybe it's on me. Maybe I'm being disgusting no, again. No, that's a flaw in Spotify's. Yeah. But I don't want to... Like, I've, I, I, I was with Google Play for a bit. And I don't think I want to go to um, Apple. If you go to Apple, you can leave us a five star review. I could. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so many. There's so many five star <laughs> reviews. Um, Should we go into number nineteen? Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes in. It is Johnny Farnham. You know. I know we covered this not long ago, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't really give it much of a go. Yeah. It's actually not bad. I quite like his voice. Yeah. I'm quite shocked that he had, like, a racial revolution song. A racial revolution Did you get to that? Well, maybe not revolution is a strong word. Um, was it uh, <laughs> Day May Come or something? Okay. In Times to Come? I can't remember. You tell me. John Vaughan Come? Something and there's like he had a snippet of Martin Luther King talking oh. in the song. I was like, oh, I don't think this is your lane, John Farnham. I don't know whether, yeah, there's another Australian um, uh, songwriter that's on this list that uh, try to get a little bit 
deep as well and i'm just like i don't know whether you should be doing that <laughs> i think you, i think you should identify who you are and stay like that yeah i don't know who you're talking about but i wholeheartedly agree that you're probably correct <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah not much more else to like um i can't stand him because i was uh, exposed to him um a lot in my uh youth and um hate the song that's freedom um pretty catchy my- though Oh, <laughs> I see what you're going for, Mr. Farnham, but don't think it's your place. John Farnham thinks that, we're all created Is that equal. his choice or is it someone else like, you know? Uh, I don't want to know. I think he had enough power to have final sound his albums at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> choice. You thought it was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say this. Find that audio clip. It's not like a good catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Let's bank on that. What's that? What's he said? It's um, free, right? All right. So now that we've left um, John Farnham and Martin Luther King behind, yeah. we also have, we have now this one, and it's like it's such a downhill too. Is it? I'm okay. I'm not a huge fan, but there's some decent songs on here. Oh man, it is. This is not one of them. I did this one because it tied into Terminator 2. Does it? Uh, so that it's the one that it's what he's listening to when um, his uh, the... foster dad's. Oh. Um, he's. <laughs> she's not my mom, Todd. <laughs> Wow. You know, is it, it like very low in the background? No, no, he's like right, it's, it's right in, the, in your grill. Like there, it's yeah. him and the ginger kid like fixing his like dirt bike, and then they oh, they're yeah, driving yeah, he's yeah. on the back, and then he's like he's like got the um, yep. stereo. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Not a memorable scene. <laughs> I might know that movie like more than I. <laughs> you might, yes. Um, this album is usually Illusion Two by Guns N' Roses. Uh, look, you've got. Actually, if I look, I I I shit on Axel and I shit on Guns N' Roses quite a bit. You do. I do like him. Like I do like some of their stuff. Um, they like when it comes to bangers, they can do a banger. I really like this song. This is, I think, one of the, maybe their, my favorite song of theirs. Yeah, yeah. This is really good. I actually like Slash's solo. In Civil War, um, better than like a lot of his other solos. Like it's really good. That's like you know how now they've got AI mm. writing songs for bands. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's what they would write for Guns N' Roses. That's yeah. like classic, perfect Guns N' Roses. Yeah, there's a lot of songs on this album. I'm like, who is this? Is this Hot House Flowers? <laughs> Seriously, some of them don't sound like Axel. Yeah, they don't sound like the Axel that I know. Really don't like Yesterday's. I like their Knocking on Heaven's Door. I remember back when yeah. I was a kid. Um, my dad really didn't like their version of Knocking Hit on Heaven's Door because like, I think he liked the original one better because it was blasphemous oh, and he really him. didn't like their their version of Live and Let Die he liked he's like oh no oh. Paul McCartney does a better one and then he put and I remember the cringy, one of the cringiest moments of my childhood and I can still remember it it's my dad driving me and two friends somewhere and he puts on not the Guns N' Roses version but the Paul McCartney version Ooh. and my friends just looking at me just like like, what, what the hell, man? I'm Dude, like, who's the narc? 
<laughs> and then your mum walked in with some like orange <laughs> Kool Aid. <laughs> and what was it? Um, Fluff- oh no, nah, um, fruit squares or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's look. Uh, Someone call in that Simpsons episode. In the, he likes in the what he likes, boathouse. and like no. Anyway, <laughs> um, I remember getting the ring just because I had a lot of swearing in it. The ring. Getting the ring. The, the, oh, the song. Yeah, and I like, forgot when, what we were talking about. When I went to primary school, um, a kid did that for um talent show, and the teachers didn't know that I had swearing in it, and it was amazing. Did they use the end of an umbrella to pull him off the stage? <laughs> Back then, they probably would have. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Still know. I still know that guy to this day. Oh. Yeah. Let's have him on. Congratulate him every time. Um. Moving on. We work hard. <laughs> we play hard. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in to another yes. <laughs> We've covered all the bases. Paul and I have melded into one person <laughs> and will now cease to exist. Uh, yeah. you know, when I saw the name of this band, I did not think that was the kind of music coming. Yeah. I I thought it was weird. Like I was like, is this before singles? Or like, did they not, have, did they, did they not release this as a single? You know how like some... Oh, we talked about some. Uh, oh, uh, MC Hammer um, can't touch this. Like the reason oh, yeah. that the album got so big is because he didn't release it as a single for a while, so they had to buy the album in order to get the song. That's like what the, I thought this one too. It was like it's weird that the entire album got bought. But that was there was eras of music where that's just kind of what happened. Where yeah. like there was one or two, three, maybe four good songs. The rest was filler. Well, they also had things about you. Hmm. This one too, so like I thought that was salt and pepper. No, huh? C and C. You would know that wow. if you listened to a uh, past episode of this that you weren't on. <laughs> There's a lot of episodes now. All right, <laughs> what is this like number forty? Uh, this is number forty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shit, I'm good at maths. You are. Um. Yeah. Look. Uh. <laughs> it's the Simpsons episode. That's what. Uh, that's what anyone. If anyone who knows anything is going to just re- reference the Simpsons episode for this. Yeah, basically. Is that a problematic episode right now? Should we... I can't wait till we get to it. Hmm. Does it show... Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think... So, again, not taking any sides or defending anyone. I think they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. They're showing a lot of gay people in different scenarios that they can be different types of people. They're not just flamboyant men. And having said, like, like like, a lot of my friends use that in order to like you know be detrimental to gay people too so yeah it's like so obviously like you know you're putting it out there and like it's not the message is not going to be like received by everyone the correct way so and getting one gay man on your episode to kind of green light yeah. all this stuff i not, believe there was like ideal. behind the scenes too i don't think he was like that happy about the representation but I, i'm not sure no i remember there was did you tell me about that line at the end that homer was gonna say and john waters asked him to change it Right. I think I might have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the, right, the line was, but yeah. And then that's why um, Harvey Feierstein didn't come back because he, he didn't think they were writing well for, for homosexuals and stuff. So, And they basically haven't since, have they? Mm. 
For a second, I mm. thought you'd accidentally played one of the songs that I made on GarageBand. <laughs> Mine aren't this good. That is Black Box, everybody, everybody. Uh, look. <laughs> it's it's that... It's a song. It's that pre... Um, R&B hip hop sort of scene but it's a dance there's more dance music and I'd, I would take that very much over like the, the boy band like explosion that came like you know later like I like this one. this one's got like sort of beat and it's like a bit a bit nicer to listen to sort of thing but yeah it's not it's very like, of its time yeah there yeah. was that window it, for me it looks like 89 to 92 that <laughs> sort of sound would like delight and that and those kind of semi-techno poppy tunes yeah I think the biggest one was yeah I know that um oh I thought that was going to get a banger then no 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 I'm I'm saving my bangers I I think I'm a bit too liberal with my bangers (laughs) you certainly are (laughs) and I know there's definitely a banger coming up that I'm going to answer yeah so um, moving on moving on this is weird I'm excited about this it's like one of these things is not like the other (laughs) just let it happen Whoa, whoa, whoa. This was the single from it. No, 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 no. This is the single from no, it. No, no one wants that. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I didn't know that even existed. So that is the soundtrack to Twin Peaks. And the the uh, theme song was uh, sung over. It's called Falling by Julie Cruz. And that was the single that came off of it. Don't like it. You've ruined um, it. I will say, if you want some nice, like synthy ambient music oh, like, so good man like i had this on when i was riding my bike this morning and i was like oh i, I feel like i'm in a film <laughs> like it was dark and there was a cool yeah. breeze and the trees were blowing and but how weird it's not like even a soundtrack that's got like artists on it it's it is an instrumental ambient film soundtrack it's like a very good one everyone else was buying like um all this other stuff that was in the top 20 and then this one was like the contingent of uni students <laughs> that yeah. were watching Twin Peaks. Yeah. Like, who was watching Twin Peaks in Australia in 1990? Like, you know, it wasn't... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was, it was well-received. Again, like, do you have the numbers on these? No, but like... <laughs> it sold 2,000 copies and made the top 20. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I just... <laughs> this is the Aries. Um, But yeah, so weird. I was like, I, I had to check. I was like, oh. It was like... Guns N' Roses on the Twin Peaks soundtrack or was there like a B-side to like a really... I love that they beat Guns N' Roses oh, too. Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very... I, I love it. I'm glad it was in there. I need no more excuses to listen to it. I didn't even love the show as much as I loved the soundtrack. I've never watched the show. We've now like, got it on vinyl too. And now I'm just like, this this is... I don't, it doesn't make me want to watch the show anymore, but like, man, I'll, I'll listen to this a lot more. Yeah. And also like every now and then you can see the Simpsons scene in your head because it's... They didn't steal it's, the music, but it's very close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. 
is the only time we've got a reason to say to play this thing. And you've done a weird live version that no one recognizes. Well, no, it needs to. Does it? Banger. <laughs> That's for you, Steel. You know who you are. Um, BMJ, number 14. So this was released because he was touring, and I can't believe that I didn't make a bigger deal about this because this happened in, in January. It was the Stormfront... Fucking amateur. Stormfront. <laughs> Stormfront tour. Uh, my favourite album of Billy Joel. Not the um, tour I saw him on, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, really? Well, in a few more seasons. Okay. Um, uh, it, it, the reason I played that track is because it, it included the Live at Yankee Stadium um, show that he did. And I remember I've got the got the DVD of it, and I also, um, but up until like, you know, DVDs came in, I had a taped copy of the TV of like it's, it was like a, a concert film. Mm. So there was, this is was the first time that anyone had ever played Yankee Stadium. Wow! And he convinced um, uh, George Steinbrenner at the time wow. to do it, and it was right in the middle of the summer too. So um, unless they went on it. And then, so we did a few nights there, and then like they did like the concert films got about like I don't know, ten or twelve songs, and I used to watch it. I used to watch it so much. Like my my family fucking hated it. I watched it all the time, and because I loved Billy Joel so much, and I still do. Um, and then suddenly your friends understood why your dad was such a narc. Oh yeah, gets it from his son. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually that's the look they gave me. It was like you two are the worst. Um, yeah. So this had like a I think it was a um, and I remember I saw the the front cover. I'm like, I remember I think even my my family owned a copy of this. It was um, his both ver- both volumes of his greatest hits, the live at Yankee Stadium, and also an interview disc. Ooh. Yeah. Did you cherish the interview disc? Uh, I also cherished the Rage episode he did where he talked about his film clips, <sighs> and. Gave us the lowdown on the um, We Didn't Start the Fire film clip. Oh, yeah? Good guy. Yeah? Good guy. All right. Awesome. Um, Had right. some problem in the late nights, but good guy. <laughs> Crush character oh. house, but good guy. He's <laughs> oh. good. Okay. Um, Please uh, call in as well. Film clip or music video? Let us know. Film clip. <laughs> I tried, but I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. I don't like this entire album, but that song is like it's all just so dancey, so fucking banger. Um, <laughs> I don't like and look no, I I don't get then a lot of R and B and hip hop albums, and this is like how white I am. I get I'm white, like I get it, like I'm. Oh. Do you though? <laughs> I listen to Ben Naked Ladies. I know I'm white. You just um, went on a Billy Joel rant yeah, for ten minutes. I know that. Um, <laughs> There's like a lot of those interstitials throughout rap albums. Like they'll go like, um, they'll do the song and then they'll go into this bit where like it's like an interlude and then like it bleeds into the track and it's like, it's almost like um, the reason they need radio edits is because they sort of shave off these little things. Like um, Mm. the biggest, the best um, uh, uh, examples of it is the Fuji album and also the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is that all the songs cut into like these little like radio play things where like there's people oh. talking and stuff oh yeah, yeah. um 
and it's kind of it's it's fun but like if you're if you listen to the album it's, it does sort of break it up kind of weirdly sort of thing yeah imagine um, having that on shuffle <laughs> you wouldn't know where you were um so yeah um but this one it's definitely i mean this is uh i think the big thing about this one was it, it had seven number one hits it's um janet jackson's wow. rhythm nation um rhythm nation 1814 1814 what's yeah. that about the usage of the number 1814 represents the year the national anthem the star spangled banner was written hmm. yeah so she based the idea of the prevalence of various youth groups and organizations um, not what i expected yeah and now you know. Now I know. <laughs> Thanks, Unky Paul. Yay! Uh, the next one. Now, so many songs I could have played on this album. Ooh. And I'm going to play the one that I used to not like, but now I do. Ooh. So. Here it comes. I'll say um, when you tinker around with the guitar there's certain riffs that like make you happy like I did that when you learn how to do that one it's pretty fun yeah yeah it's really cool I sadly have to admit when this song started like I know the song well Mm. everyone knows the chorus but when the song first started I was like hang on who from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack made it into the top 20 I was quite confused what did you think it was like the um uh one of the like driving cross country songs oh is it that um where I find my heaven yes that would be the one that would be the gigolo ants wow you know what they're called because I really like that song it's a good song it's a fucking good good soundtrack yeah Um, that's gotta make it into the top 20 I used to listen to that soundtrack at uh blockbuster quite a bit so I know (laughs) I'm a jig (laughs) that's what we call ourselves I don't think you should do that (laughs) Um, that is out of time REM coming in at number 12 Um, yeah it's uh, look only just came out I think May or June yeah yeah it was like it was in this first half half of the year and I think REM um, Australia loved REM I'm not sure they toured here that much Um, but man when look out when everybody hurts comes out Fuck yeah, now. Oh. <laughs> um, the next one, and um, it's the one, cause I know that we don't have the exact uh, album for this, but it was the Elton John, uh, the very best of Elton John. One. Yes, the one that's not on Spotify. The ones that's not on Spotify, and it's also like, we, we went to this big whole spiel like, last season. Listen to that episode if you want to hear more about the Elton John, very best of. Um, it's very good. Yeah, I, I can't say that. I mean, didn't n- need to be double sided. When you look at the track list. Yeah. Listening now to um, the album that came out earlier this year. Yeah. I kind of have more respect. Like, that album was really good. And um, I'm not sure whether those songs were included on the very best of... No, it wouldn't have been because it would have been released before. Yeah, because yeah, so. it was like 77 to 90, I think, this one was. Yeah. Because yeah. Tiny Dancer missed out on it. Remember that? That was weird. Yeah. 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 So, um... Yeah, no, he, so, no, he, no healing hands. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Durban Deep? Deep. Yeah. Dur- and Sacrifice. No Sacrifice. Yeah. Um, that one. <laughs> so, uh, because of my Spotify playlist, I like, sometimes chuck the stuff that we've been listening to into it. You know, like, mixed bag. 
sacrifice will grind your players to a like, screeching halt because it just it's just really slow. It's a good yeah. song, but it's just like you need to go out now. We <laughs> need something that's going to get me motivated in the morning. Problem with shuffling. Um. Oh, what's this? No oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh. I don't think we cover this enough. Um, I hope you it? get fucking sued. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost every episode. Somehow, <laughs> Roxette reappears. I'll try to find. It's like it's not um, the Kevin Bacon game anymore. It's like six degrees of separation from Roxette fading like a flower. <laughs> Someone mentioned them last week. Just unrelated. I think it's. Family gathering, so I mentioned Roxette, and I um. Did you shiver? I passed on. <laughs> I was no longer with the world. Um, <sighs> that is Roxette Joyride. Um, <sighs> it's not even that good. It is though. Uh, it is, and the, actually, the entire album's not too, not too bad at all. Um, but fame like a flower. I can't even try <sighs> and give it a chance now because you've just put it on this pedestal. That it's never going to live up to for me. So I but will it be in my top five for the year? If it's not number one, then I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because now it's just fun. Now it's just fun to just torment you. It's awesome. I'm bringing back Days of Thunder. <laughs> um, all right, the next one. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I'm stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> that could have been the next one for all I know. They were the same. All right, all right, all right, all right. You'll want that back. Yeah, probably. Go away now. Um, <laughs> the Grease soundtrack. Fuck, Australia like Grease. When did Grease even come out? My, stra- like my family loved Grease. Everyone loved Grease. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Um, uh, do you, have you ever watched it? I don't think I've actually seen it start to finish. It's, it's not bad. It's problematic to the fucking extreme. Um... I do love Rizzo with, in it. With old people being creepy to young women? Yeah, and it's just like... Basically, about a girl who, like, you know, had this summer romance with um, John Travolta. Um, and then she goes to school and then, like, she feels like she has to change her complete identity in order to be with him. Because she turns in... At the end, she turns into, like, she's got the leather jacket and she's smoking a cigarette and stuff like that. And then they get into the magic car and drive off into the clouds. And it's just a bullshit ending of a movie. <laughs> And it's like the more, the far more um, interesting story of like one of the one of the girls at the school, Rizzo, who like um, has become pregnant. Rizzo has like is just completely sort of pushed to the background. It's like that's the story. That's that's what you need to. Yeah, I I don't get the um, praise that it gets because I think it's it's like it's it's one of those ones where I think people like oh remember the fifties they were great and it's like they weren't. They weren't to a lot of people, but for this snapshot of, like, American life, like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll hold on to this. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, that's why people love it so much. It's like, oh, a simpler time. It's like, no, yeah. it's a fucking horrible time. Yeah, I mean, you take, if you look at anything from the right angle, for, you know, the common white and man. I'm not saying that. I've watched, I've watched it in a while, but I'm going to guess there's not a whole lot of diversity in that cast. <laughs> from the clips I've seen, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. 
Although I'm pretty sure there is men and women in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good on. <laughs> Moving on, and we have now got. Uh, it was on the list last year, but man. Now um, we're into banger particular... country. Yeah. What is this? Oh, I don't remember that intro at all. That is Papa Don't Preach from the Immaculate Collection of Madonna. Um, still, like, I mean, that's like... We're at number eight now for the year. Like, people were just buying Madonna. She was, I'm pretty sure, top ten Not last year. <laughs> just, just the good things. I can, I can almost hear the transaction. It's like, do you have Madonna, but not the ones, you know, yeah, it's just the good ones. Not the new ones. Yeah, where she's like, got the being British, got the boobs out and stuff. <laughs> when didn't she have those out? Oh, remember, this is we're just about to get to. Remember that book that she came out that that was wrapped. Oh stuff right, like, so we're just about to get into that. So it's oh, true. so people want the ones where she just had ridiculous brassiers on. Yeah, yeah, but like in before that, you know, when she was like, um, because even before that, she was like more like in like overalls and frizzy, frizzy hair sort of thing, like at the start of her career. Sort of thing. I feel like that was very short lived. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I did watch her concert film. So the one that we talked about last year, the like the one where the Canadian one. Yeah, it's like oh, you can't go on here. Um, <laughs> there is there, she's it. It is a warts and all doco. Like she's actually not. There's some things that are in that in that doco that don't show her in the best light. I'll, I'll leave it like that. If you get a chance to see um, her concert film from 1990, just give it a go. But yeah, like. I wonder how much say she got in the final product. I think she, I think she's fairly, I think she gets gets final say. At that point, she probably, I guess, she's almost at the height of her career. Really, yeah. you wouldn't really care. Yeah, it's not like Mariah Carey who like was had way less control and stuff like that. Yeah. Sad story. She, she was a baby. Um, we now. <laughs> now we've done this. <laughs> Do you want to take a? So this is the three tenors. Um, <laughs> the three tenors, and it's also four people in the front cover of the set. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to give? I, and I don't know the answer to this. Do you want to mm-hmm. take a bet of how long they're going to be in the top twenty? Oh. Will they be there for like the next three years at least? They'll be there next year. Yeah, I'm gonna hope that's it. And then, like, they pass the torch to Andre Rial. No, no, Michael Flatley. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh God, imagine having to deal with both. Moving of on, those. my dad, like a classical music fan, he was, but a opera fan, he was not. One of the, uh, I was, I came home one night with um, one of our friends, and she, she and I walked into my dad having dinner with my mum and like another couple. Where is this going? <laughs> and they had like classical music on, and it was just so like hoity-toity sort of thing and she's like she's trying not, my friend's like trying not to laugh and I'm like this is the way it is <laughs> like, and like it was the first time that I thought like she's like yeah that's kind of weird I'm like is it? <laughs> and it's like you know the glass breaks <laughs> it's like yeah. oh no uh, and we- you all sat down and watched Midsummer Murders <laughs> yeah 
Mm. Look. She's good. I don't like I don't like it, but like she's you can't deny that she's got like an amazing voice and just yeah. She's good. Yeah. Mariah Carey, by the way. Yeah, Mariah Carey, self titled. Um not in Dream Lover territory yet, but we're you know, we're getting there. Oh Here we go again. Give <laughs> <laughs> the chorus. While you're torturing everyone, I just had a sneak peek at next year's top 20. Don't anyone else do it just yet. You'll ruin it. <laughs> um, <sighs> man. That'll be Bang. Gah. <laughs> Come on now. No, it's good. Let's not be silly. That, that song's awesome. I don't give a shit. That was good. Um, we've also... Then we go into... Uh, <laughs> into ghost, ghost Singer Territory. <laughs> Only on one song. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, Natalie Cole with a duet with her dad who had passed away. It was a virtual duet. And that duo. Mm. That actually, I mean, I will give that, that whole album's got some like awesome jazz and blues and standards. That yeah, I quite enjoyed good. it. Yeah, I've um, listened to that. How much do you think it got into number four just off that song? Oh, man, yeah. Like... That was, and it, it must have been. I, I can't find the film that it's in, but it's, it's got to be on a bunch of other stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if their version was used or if just the original, but it's definitely. But I also think because she won, I mean, wouldn't have happened right now because like it happens next year. But like, um, she did get the Grammy for it, so I think that might have bolstered nice. it a bit. So, um, also, you know, at the time, Australians in 1991 weren't trying to be diverse, <laughs> so they honestly liked that album. Yeah. Or that song. No. It was, it's like, oh, she's doing quite well. I like that. Actually, maybe they were trying to be diverse. Yeah. I'm not racist. <laughs> I bought this album. <laughs> I listened to Nat King Cole. He's dead and I still listen to him. Yeah. Call me a racist. The third best-selling album was a compilation. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> fucking love this song. Gotta say, like, that's a great song. There are some great songs on here. But as far as greatest hits go, the plural in hits is very generous. <laughs> you should have just said, well, three or four. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you greatest know hits out, EP. Do you know what I found out too? Is that uh, Eurythmics are not rock set. And I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that was a rock set song? I thought, and this is legitimately what I thought, is that there was Eurythmics, and then something happened, and then Roxette happened. You know that the Roxette fan club is listening right now. I do, and I know that I'm going to get crucified for it. And I know, plus, and I was just like, you know, blonde girl and a guy with a beard. They look exactly the same. They don't sound anything alike, though. A bit. Well, I haven't listened to enough of Roxette. I shouldn't have made that you statement. Probably, yeah. I mean, mm. do you want me to put it back on again? Nope. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you hear, heard it here first. Eurythmics are not Roxette. And Roxette are not Eurythmics. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> uh, and as, I don't look into things. Very as well. for number three, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. Oh, this sounds nice. Got very good reviews. 
Mm. This should have been in Robin Hood. You're not wrong. <laughs> this, I know. This, uh, you know what? Out of all these albums, that I've, I've, you know, you were said like, like um, chain reactions like bad. This is not bad. No, this is excellent. Yeah, I. I it's a crime that this was so low down. And I think um, a lot of people uh, knew like back in when I was doing, um, like, as in bands, they had like this reverence for Rod Stewart and also for like um, for is it Small Faces, like his first band. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> Rod Stewart, like, come on, like. <laughs> Um, do you think I'm yeah. a sexy guy? And then, like, he's got a lot of layers. He's he's very much a Rod Stewart onion. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but <laughs> I grew up just knowing him as... Young Turks? Yeah, no, even pre-Young Turks. Pre-Young Turks. <laughs> um, always being at Scottish football games. Yeah. And Stereophonics doing his songs better than him. <laughs> and then I found Young Turks. They do run free tonight. Was that... Uh, the Office Vice original. City? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Young City. Turks, but um, handbags and glad rags. Stereophonics version is so much better than his. Okay, I will check that out. You should. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very good album. So yeah, look, a well-earned uh, Rod Stewart. Um, uh, it's it's a decent album, and it's like got a bunch of like banging tracks. I'm I'm happy with that at number two. Definitely could have been. Leapfrog and our number one. Well, but yeah. This deserving. Is, this is the Australian singer I was alluding to because he, uh, this is uh, um, Rise by Daryl Braithwaite and um, he actually cracked into the American top 40 with uh, this song. Not the horsey one. This one's got higher than hope. Is he wearing a shirt? Yeah. Um, it's the he named it after um, Nelson Mandela's autobiography. Oh, I see. He takes... That's the song they wanted to mm. go to <laughs> America, um, and not this one. I mean. If you want to sell by uh, being a white man cashing in on black people's history, then America's the right tree to bark up. <laughs> um, do you know that Margaret Ulrich from our top twenty last year? Yes, she did the she did the backing vocals on that, or the other vocals, like the female. Ah, oh, that's that. the, is she the but woman in the video? Not, no, she's not. No, and I don't think so. Is the weirdest thing I'm going to read you. <laughs> It is such a weird thing, and I don't know if there's like there's gotta be a more um, accurate response to this. Okay, so then she's not pretty enough to be in the video. No, it wasn't this. It was uh, Margaret Ulrich provided the female vocals on the recording, but chose not to appear in the music video due to other work commitments. <laughs> she saw a clip of Daryl jumping in the sand and thought, <laughs> "I don't want to be a part of that." She literally said, "Like, give me um, my check. I'm out. I'm working that day, so <laughs> I um." We didn't say what day it was, Margaret. I'm pretty sure, um, which month is it? Yeah. I'm flat out. I do seven days a week. <laughs> um, Good choice, Margaret. Yeah, look, this is, I, I, maybe I can believe that it was the top album, but like, Again, off much, the back of that song. There's not much to the rest of this album. It's, it's pretty, yeah. it's not terrible. 
It's a bit bland. It reminds me of Mike and the mechanics in places. Do you want to hear something cool? Yes. Who's this? This is the original Horses. <sighs> by Judas. Ricky Lee Jones. Her voice doesn't sound as tired as Daryl's. No. It actually got... um. So, it's in Jerry Maguire. Like her version is in Jerry Maguire. Because his version doesn't exist in the United States. It's Ricky no. Jones' version. It's actually... It's a more subdued. It's not like fucking belting it out and jumping on the sand... Like running through the sand. The thing is about his... It's not that... Up, like it's upbeat, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know, like, and it's the one song in the album where his voice sounds really strained and tired uh, to me. I, I think I think Johnny Farnham does backing vocals on it. Maybe that's why it sounds so tired. He, he's definitely on Hive and Home. Too many old men. <gasps> Do you think they're teamed up on their Let's Conquer Racism together? <laughs> it's like, John has got Martin Luther King on his. Can I? Can, uh... Is there any other important black people? Who else is there? Who else is there? Anyone got the wow. newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> wow let's ask Jeeves so that's oh, that's number one and that like, you know what how we said at the start oh maybe one day we'll go from the start and it'll fizz out at the end told I you think it, I think it actually did that I it told you <laughs> also uh, I didn't have the time to look up how many of the others sold when I asked you before yeah and I don't know if it was 1991 or to this day mm. uh, Daryl Braithwaite's Rise has sold 300,000 copies that doesn't seem significant at all. No, if that's in the last 30 years, I, I would believe that. I can't imagine it selling that much in 1991. No. Um, some uh, noble um, titles from the 20 to 50 range. Um, so we had... Noble or notable? No- notable. Notable? Noble? <laughs> Did I, like, no- uh, did I say noble? <laughs> you said noble. I like noble. Uh, some noble. Uh, so we got Wake Up the Day with Brian, Brian Adams. Um, we'll get to that in a couple of episodes' time. Um, we also had... <laughs> I really wanted Phil Collins to be in there. Is it the same one? Live album. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Bob Hoskins Live. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's uh, not funny. He's dead. <laughs> Um, we also had a George Michael uh, uh, um, compilation. Um, Usual Illusion 1 was in there. Uh, and then we also got the Commitment soundtrack. Um, Woodface by... It's, look, and well, we, we gushed about that album, but it's a pretty shit title for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, rounding it all out, Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Not a re-release, the 1977 album by that, that by Meatloaf was still being bought, and it re- it went to number four. That's what a banger will do. That's what a banger will do. The fuck? Just bangers being bangers, Paul. Maybe he had maybe he had a tour. Am I trying to ruin the word banger? Is um, it, am I overdoing it now? I don't know how to use it. You're doing you're rock setting the word. Banger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that. Uh, on number 45, and this CD has been out for ages, it is the first Chisel, the best <laughs> of, 
but it's like got that is that orange is it beer or is it something else it's like spaghetti from here but yeah um it's like that orange album with the with the just it just says chisel it doesn't say cold chisel it just says chisel Ooh. where um, was the cold what uh, the- cold's gone oh it's out um so yeah and that, that that one was still being sold by me when i was working at sanity like couple of years ago like people were like were people asking the same the, question where's like, the cold the culture. There's, and there's a new one that came out that was like white with red writing and that sort of replaced it but and like, it just said cold just, <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta put them both together <laughs> get a matching set alright so um, we've laid down our guns we've surrendered and we've uh, rode, ridden horses made a sacrifice um, oh come on in a way no I can't think of anything and we're fading like flowers so now we have to nah. go um if you want to get in touch with us, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Remember in a vote for music video. <laughs> it's a film clip. Um, can you uh, check us out on Instagram? Um, you can also give us a five-star review if you on Apple Podcasts. Um, I've noticed a few more of them, so thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you. If you want to um, get in touch with us about doing a deep dive on an album or a movie or something like that, um, we're going to have a little bit of a break at the end of the season, but we might do a couple of bonus apps. So let us know. Um, it can be through anything in the 90s, not just these years. We're going to open it up to the entire 1990 to 1999 range. So, um, But until the next time, uh, check out our... What's going to be? Our August show. Ooh, Ooh that's Music a big one coming up. Andrew, Andrew Golding comes back. Um, and the Quizmaster gets his hat back on. Oh, my God, do I ever. It's a good Best one. Quiz ever. All right, well, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.